Let the people of God rejoice and proclaim, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Beloved of God, welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor with us today, we welcome you to worship on this Easter Sunday. On that first Easter morning when Mary went to the tomb while it was still dark, she was greeted by the risen Christ. May we in our worship today also know the presence of the risen Christ and may we seek to cry out with all the world, He is risen, He is risen indeed. Let us prepare our hearts for worship. Thank you. 
If you have your home worship bulletin, please join me in our call to worship. Rejoice and be glad. This is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad. Heaven and earth will never be the same. Rejoice and be glad. Let us share the good news with all the world. Jesus Christ is risen today. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Friends, today is a day that we recognize the power of God is greater than anything we could face. And that God is a God who saves and who loves and is merciful. So let us take time now to recognize our faults and the ways that we fall short so that we can come ever closer to God. Let us take the time to confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Risen Lord, even as we celebrate your good news this day, it doesn't feel like enough. We long to be with our church family. We long for trumpets, lilies, and full sanctuaries. We long for new Easter dresses, hats, and somewhere special to wear them. We long for lunch around a crowded table and Easter egg hunts full of laughing children. But more than ever, we are called to cling to your good news as enough. And so, forgive us, risen Lord, for the idols we have created that have come to define this day. Forgive us for all the things that we allow to distract us from the truth, that your Son came into this world to save it. Forgive us when we fail to recognize that we are recipients of God's saving love this day. In these days, when we are apart, and in these days when the world feels dark, may your good news be enough. Transform our hearts and minds that we might be a people who proclaim with confidence that death has lost its sting. For Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Lord, have mercy upon us. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Friends, in Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. At this time, I invite my young friends or anyone who is young at heart to join me for our Time for Young Disciples. And I bet if you watched worship last week, you recall that Easter basket we talked about. And remember, it's not just any Easter basket. I bet it's not like an Easter basket that may have been in your home this morning full of chocolate or jelly beans. This Easter basket tells the story of Jesus, a story that as of today, we get to hear the very end of that beautiful story. And so I have asked a few of my friends, some of whom, who you, some of whom you might recognize, to help me 
tell the story of Jesus today. I hope that you will listen in. Baby. What is that? Baby. That's a pacifier for a baby because Jesus came as a baby. What's an egg number two? Because Jesus came to earth so he could love. Egg number three has a grass in it. And it, it, it reminds us of Palm <laughs> Sunday, the day this. that Jesus rose to Good. What is in the fourth egg? Um, a and what does the cross remind us of? When Jesus died on the cross. Um, egg number five have a spoon in it. The stone was rolled away from the tomb. Okay, girls, today we have the last egg in the Easter egg story. The last egg is the end of the story where we learned about Jesus and Easter. Ella, what do you see here? What is this? It's empty because Jesus rose from the dead and the tomb was empty. Ooh. What's inside, Serenity? Nothing. Why is it empty? It, well, well, what? Well, I think they just wake up. What, do you know why Jesus woke up? Because, because he's alive. Um, Jesus woke up because he resurrected from the tomb. And then he appeared to Mary Magdalene. Did you recognize anyone as we shared that story of Jesus? I hope you did. I had some great friends who helped me out this morning. Friends, Jesus is alive, and that is what we celebrate today. And part of our job is to go out into the world to share that good news and to tell this whole beautiful story about Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to join me in prayer. You can repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for raising Jesus from the dead. Help us to tell the story of Jesus to everyone we meet. Alleluia. Amen. If you have your home worship bulletin, you're welcome to follow along. Our scripture lesson today is from the Gospel according to Matthew, the 28th chapter beginning with the first verse. Listen for the word of God. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is 
not here. For he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. They will see me there. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As Pastor Rachel and I have been planning for this Easter morning, we recognize that this is a far cry from what our normal Easter's look like. And yet we also recognize that this is probably the closest experience to what the first disciples went through. In every gospel account of the resurrection, Easter begins in the dark. There is fear and grief and concern after Jesus' crucifixion. And even though the announcement of Jesus' resurrection is a hopeful announcement, it feels like a tenuous hope. It feels real, but it also has the disciples shaking their head and scratching their head, asking the question, how can this be? I think we all can resonate a little bit with the disciples in that first Easter morning. As Mark Ramsey writes, these past few weeks have found our faith communities in the dark confused and concerned, especially for the most vulnerable among us. There is a profound uncertainty about the future, and grief attends to us even as we try to lift up hope. We are praying for, searching for, yearning for the presence of God, and find it in difficult to grasp God's presence as much as we would like. And I don't know about you, but I think part of the reason it's really difficult to grasp the presence of God this year is because we're not together. Our family is not together. And I feel that loss, especially on a day like Easter. You know, part of the task of this past week was selecting recordings of music, of hymns that we could use in our worship today. And I tell you what, I sat at my kitchen table and I listened to us singing Christ is Alive and I longed to be in our sanctuary together. I longed to be there with you proclaiming the very best news that God has to offer, the news that we proclaim on a day like today. And we don't have that today. We don't have the same opportunity that we have had in years past to call out to the world like Mary Magdalene, I have seen the Lord. He is risen. Come and see the presence of God in this place. 
there is so much about our life together and about our being together and our singing together on Easter Sunday that always fills me with the confident assurance that God is near. God is among us. God is here. But we're not together today. We're not gathered in our usual Easter way. And so I found myself asking, is God here? If we are not together, if we are not together in our lily-adorned sanctuary singing in God's resurrection with all the fanfare that it deserves, is God here? And I'm imagining some of you scoffing at your screens at this moment, perhaps even yelling back, of course God is here, Rachel. God has to be here. But is God still here? Really? And, and I ask this question because four little words in verse 6 of our scripture today, they jumped out at me this year in a way that they haven't in all the Easter's I have known before. These are words I have heard a hundred times, but this year they felt different. He is not here. He is not here. Jesus is not where we left him. Jesus is not where we expected him to be. He is not here. And I know it's easy to say, okay, Rachel, sure, he rose from the dead. We get it. But do you remember what the angel of the Lord says next? The angel of the Lord announces he is not here. And then the angel says, because he is going ahead of you to Galilee. He has gone on ahead of you. To Galilee. Galilee was a place of confusion, a place of isolation and fear for the disciples as they were locking themselves away in their homes. And Jesus was already on his way there towards them. Jesus didn't want or need any fanfare. He did not order a parade to bookend his Holy Week. Instead, Jesus was on his way toward his disciples who were locked away in fear and isolation and grief. He is not here because he has gone on ahead of you to Galilee. So where is Jesus this Easter? In a sense, he is not here because he is not in our sanctuaries or the normal places we would expect him to be. Instead, he is on the front lines with the first responders. He is in the hospitals with doctors and nurses and everybody who is making impossible decisions for our safety and well-being. He is in the places with people who are wrestling with mental illness and addiction. He is sitting with those who are experiencing violence and abuse in isolated but not safe homes. 
He is with those who are crying out how long, and he is with those who have lost someone dear and had no opportunity to say goodbye. He is with those who labor in grocery stores and in fields that we might have our daily bread. He is with those who work long hours in thankless jobs and with those whose lives and homes feel more lonely than ever before. Where is Jesus? You ask, he is not here. He is not in our sanctuaries today, but that is because he has gone ahead of us to everywhere in the world that longs to hear this gospel news. Early on that Easter morning, Jesus rose while it was still dark. He appeared to those who were confused and concerned about the uncertainty locked away in their homes. Jesus rose without big crowds or lilies or trumpets or fanfare. And Jesus went on ahead of all of them to proclaim into the darkest corners of the world that death would not have the last word. On Easter mornings past, and likely on all the Easters to come, we will announce together he is risen he is risen indeed. We will sing together in our sanctuaries. We will invite the masses to come and see the presence of God in our midst. But today, friends, today on this holy and sacred day on an Easter we have not known before and by God's grace, we will not know again. We stand alongside the very first saints who announced God's very best news to the world. And we have the opportunity to proclaim with thanksgiving that Jesus is not where we left him. Jesus is not where we expected him to be because thanks be to God. Easter does not depend on our celebrations or on our fanfare, but rather on the unstoppable and unconquerable love of God that goes ahead of us now, just as it did on that very first Easter morn. Jesus is not here. Thanks be to God, for he is risen. He is risen indeed. Friends, on this Easter morning, let us join in the words said by Christians for thousands of years and affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed as it is printed in your home worship bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to join us in our home worship bulletin at this time as we pause for prayer. 
At this time, we invite you to take out a piece of paper and a pen or talk with the people who you are worshiping with this day and answer at least one of the following questions as we prepare to turn to God in prayer. The first question is, what are you missing on this particular Easter? The second question is, what are you grateful for on this particular Easter? And the third question is, where have you seen the risen Christ in your own life and in the world? We're going to encourage you to pause the video and sit with these questions for a few minutes. And when you're done writing or sharing with the people who you're worshiping alongside, feel free to turn the video back on and we'll enter into a time of prayer together. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, on this day where you have been raised from the dead, we come to you in the dark just before the dawn. A great earthquake has descended down upon us and a huge stone stands before our way to you. We shake at the uncertainty of the present and fear of the future. We mourn the loss of lilies and trumpets in our sanctuaries, and countless other things that we are grieving. We call out to you and ask, where are you? Yet you, O oh God, send us a messenger who rolls away our barriers and sits beside us in our grief. You point a finger in the direction of where our Lord resides and where we are to go to meet him. For our Prince of Peace is not where we saw him last, and he is not where we expect him to be. And for that mystery, and for that miracle, we give you thanks. For there is no greater news that our ears could possibly hear than he is not here. For our Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, walking into the world towards all who are in need, this day and for countless days to come. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our risen Lord, Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. He is not here. Jesus is not here, my friends, and thanks be to God. Because Easter does not depend on our celebrations or on our fanfare, but rather on the unstoppable and unconquerable love of God that goes ahead of us now just as it did that very first Easter morn. Jesus is not here. Thanks be to God. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, be with those whom you're called to love, this day and forevermore. Amen. And let the people say, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Thank you.